Between two pine trees, I lay in the hammock tied between them, anxiously waiting to hear when my flight will be scheduled to return to Kuwait and start the new school year. I lay there enjoying what summer days were left, locking to memory the way that the soil retains water and smells wet, the rays of light that peek through the tree coverings, lighting the chipmunks as they scamper around looking for insects, nuts, seeds, and berries to nibble on, and the smell of campfire smoke that radiates from my clothes and hair, reminding me of the dark nights and meals cooked with my husband. I became worried when I started to hear news from my colleagues about reassignments and flights, and by August 11th, I still hadn't heard anything from my administrators. During the summer of 2020, over 80 teachers were let go from my school. And when I finally got the phone call from my superintendent, who informed me that he had had many difficult conversations, I was quick to take any position available. Because of the pandemic, I began this academic year in a new role a role that was met with apprehension and gratitude. Transitioning from elementary learning support to grade nine English was a change that I was both excited and nervous for. On top of that, we were exclusively teaching in a digital learning environment. No longer was I focused on taking in the land I lay on, but instead running through my mind were questions about content and delivery building connections, and hoping that my new students would like me. I had anxieties about teaching virtually and anxieties about how I can create engaging lessons for students to actively participate with in relation to the standard that was being taught all while in the virtual setting of Zoom. Isn't that the best sound? I'm not sure what your experience is, but unfortunately, that is a sound I don't hear very often in my Zoom classroom. Even the crickets wouldn't chirp at the beginning of the year. Zoom was, and still may be for some, a place of awkward silence. This is in part because it's school policy for students to stay muted during Zoom but I think that the silence is mostly because students feel uncomfortable. When asked about his experience learning on Zoom, Adelaide, a grade 12 student, has this to say. Learning on Zoom is, I think, a very bizarre experience. I think that many students feel that virtual learning is a very strange and unusual experience because on top of regular anxieties associated with transitioning into a new grade and meeting new people, students are now confronted with constantly looking at themselves and being removed from one another. These feelings of self-consciousness and discomfort had, have contributed to the long silences in Zoom. Online learning environments like Zoom produce various challenges and benefits. To understand these challenges and benefits from a student's perspective, I asked them, how do you feel about learning on Zoom? Um, the, the most prominent disadvantage that I could think of is the fact that you cannot have legitimate interactions with your, 
with your teachers and especially your friends, which which makes the whole process a lot more tedious eventually. And some people might not be inclined to learn in this environment, which is totally understandable. Uh, the most prominent advantage that I could think of is that it, it sort of puts you in charge of everything. So you have to do your things on your own. You have to research your homework on your own. You sometimes do not have the help of the teacher, and that definitely improves you. But it still doesn't outweigh the disadvantage, uh, and learning on Zoom is definitely not as effective as uh, normal, regular learning. With a positive attitude, Adelaide touches on ideas of relational and pedagogical challenges that are faced in the Zoom classroom. Specifically, he recognizes that the decrease in interaction causes an increase in learner autonomy. This, as he points out, may not be a bad thing. Sean also has a positive attitude towards online learning. Here are his thoughts. I feel learning on Zoom is all right because, at least for me, um, when I I don't I can't write notes as fast. So what I do is that I take a picture of the notes and then after class I write I finish writing them down, and that's a benefit for me. But uh, a negative part is that like. Sometimes when you're teaching, you can't really have the same experience as you are if you're in a class. So like sometimes students won't learn it, learn the things properly. From these responses, we can understand that students are dealing with the physical and emotional effects of the geographical separation from their peers and teachers. Each student discusses how this separation impacts pedagogical and epistemological processes. Online learning environments reduce the opportunities for students to interact with one another and with their teacher. If your teaching practice aligns with Vygotsky, you will know that social interaction is vital for the construction of knowledge. As teachers, it is our responsibility to design learning environments that support students' social, emotional, and cultural development. So we must consider ways to reduce the transactional distance in the Zoom classroom by balancing interaction and autonomy to create optimal learning environments where all these aspects of student development are being met. As we navigate new social norms, expectations, and ways to develop connections, I thought to myself, can digital games be a way to reduce this transactional distance that students are feeling and can they help bring the spirit of laughter back into learning? Welcome to this three-part mini-series on digital game-based learning. I would love to hear your thoughts. What is your experience with online teaching? How are your students responding? Go to digital-game-based-learning.blogspot.com to join the conversation. What constitutes a digital game and what is digital game-based learning? 
Did you recognize that theme song? The first thing that comes to mind when I think about digital games is six-year-old me sitting in front of an old Zenith console floor model TV with my friend Jesse as we take turns controlling a blue hedgehog through curvy terrain in an attempt to stop the mad scientist Eggman from getting the Chaos Emeralds. Sonic the Hedgehog was one of my favorite games as a kid. So what is a digital game? Games are a difficult concept to define, according to Azil et al. They define the term digital game as digital applications that can be controlled by individuals or groups of players using a phone, tablet, computer, or video console, such as PlayStation or Xbox machine. Steeler Hunt and Jones define a game as a system in which players engage in artificial conflict defined by rules that results in a quantifiable outcome. By digital games, they mean any game that uses the electronic hardware to deliver some or all of the game. This can include video games played on home and handheld consoles, PC games, web games, mobile phone games, and games such as alternate reality games that blend the analog and digital worlds. In both definitions, there is a medium that is used to access the content or the activity where certain rules define and allow for specific interaction within that activity. Like digital games, digital game-based learning has many definitions. Erhol and Jemit suggest that digital game-based learning is a, quote, competitive activity in which students set educational goals intended to promote knowledge acquisition, end quote. For these authors, one of the medium's key characteristics is the coming together of serious learning and interactive entertainment. In other words, digital learning games can be regarded as an entertainment medium designed to bring about cognitive changes in its players. However, in Steeler Hunt and Jones's definition, digital game-based learning is simply the act of participating in a digital game. In understanding what a digital game is and what constitutes digital game-based learning, the next episode will dive into the benefits of digital game-based learning and look at the ways that games can be incorporated into secondary English lessons as a way to minimize transactional distance in online learning environments. For references, please go to my blog, digital-game-based-learning.blogspot.com. Thanks for listening. Thank you.